Hello and welcome to the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. This is episode number 57. My name is Ismael San Juan. Thank you so much for being here. The Bucks defeat the Suns in six games. Giannis completely dominates the game, scores 50 points in the final game. What will Chris Paul do? Is he going to stay with the Suns? Is he going to go to the Lakers? Is he going to go somewhere else? We'll touch on that. The Tokyo Olympics officially start tomorrow. Will Djokovic get that elusive gold for Serbia? Get that gold for tennis? DeAndre Hopkins questions his NFL future after the new rule the NFL came out with today. We'll touch on that. All of that on this episode of the Hard to Handle Sports Podcast. Let's get started. The Bucks defeat the Suns 105-98 in Game 6 to clinch their second NBA title, their first one in 50 years. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations to Giannis. Uh, there's a lot of players that I like from the Bucks that I like to root for. P.J. Tucker, Gritty, man, he had to grind it out. He had to go overseas. Brooke Lopez, he, he's, he, went, he played for my Lakers. He started with the Nets. He's bounced around. He now gets it done with the Bucks. Drew Holiday, there's a lot of people hating on him, but he plays some lockdown defense. He was crucial for the Bucks this playoff run. Chris Middleton, Mr. Inconsistency, but he shows up in the big moments. Bobby Portis with the big eyes from, from punching Nikola Meritage to being an NBA champion. Jeff Teague, he stayed with Coach Bud. He went from the Hawks. He traveled to the Wolves, back with the Bucks with Coach Bud, and now he gets a championship. Pat Connington, key role player. A lot of these Bucks players, they're easy to root for. Congratulations to the Bucks. They get it done. And for the Suns, just an incredible season. No one had them going to the finals. People had them making, maybe squeezing into the playoffs. But for them to make it this far, it just shows how good of a team they are. Um, Phoenix, Phoenix fans, Suns fans, you should be proud of your team. Um, they're going to be good for a while. We'll touch if we'll touch on if Chris Paul is gonna stay in a little bit, but for the Bucks, man, Giannis, I just want to tip my hat to Giannis. Just give him all his flowers. Fifty points, fourteen rebounds, two assists, seventeen from nineteen from the free throw line. That's what really stood out for me. He was just dominant. There was nothing the Suns could do, and he was just in attack mode all night. He was big on the boards. He was big in defense. And he was making his free throws. And, you know, that's that's one of the things that Shaq always said. Like, I might not be good at free throws, but I'll make them when they count. Or I'll make them when, when I really need to. And this is one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen from John. Is just the fact that he went 17 out of 19. In a close game, they ended up winning by 7 points. But it was a close game throughout. If he misses, if he does his regular like 60%, 55, 63, where he, where he, where he, you know, that's his range usually. If he's anywhere in that range, you know, the Bucks might not win this game. And we might be talking about, you know, a game seven today in, in, uh, in Phoenix. But because John is, you know, Mr. Clutch, he's, he's such a humble dude. You just can't root for John is, I don't have, there's so many emotions that I felt for John is just, He's such a humble guy. He's easy to root for. He seems like he's super down to earth. So congratulations to Giannis. For the Suns, I would have wished they would have built the wall for Giannis more often or even at all. Um, I think DeAndre Ayton has a lot of potential, especially like 
comparing him from last year to this year, he's definitely made strides in his game. But to think that DeAndre Ayton was going to stay with Giannis the whole game or to leave him on an island with Giannis and just expect him to shut him down, that is that is just I, – I can't believe that happened. Um, there's a lot of plays, a lot of replays. Um, they show you, like, the, the replay behind Giannis when he's attacking the rim, and it's literally just Giannis taking a full head of steam, going one-on-one against DeAndre Ayton. And that's just not fair for Aiton. No matter how good of a defender he is, he has quick feet. He's very agile. He's athletic as well. But Giannis is a freak. He's the Greek freak for a reason. You can't leave him one-on-one. Um, it's pretty evident throughout the past playoffs that building a wall against Giannis is basically the only way that you could, you know, stop him. And then if if, if that doesn't work, then you're kind of screwed. But the Suns didn't really try they didn't really try to build a wall. Everyone just stuck to their man and just let DeAndre Ayton man up one-on-one against Giannis. And that was just a disaster. Um, and like I said, it, that, that doesn't mean DeAndre Ayton isn't a good player. It doesn't mean he's not good defensively. But Giannis is just a monster. One-on-one, attacking the rim, getting a full head of steam with those long strides, with those Euro steps. There's just, with the spin move that he has, it's just nothing you could do one-on-one when he's attacking the rim and you're not building a wall. So that's my only gripe for the Suns. I would have wished that they would have possibly built the wall earlier. But other than that, you know, it looked like they ran out of steams. Uh, Chris Paul looked like his legs were giving out. Um, I was kind of worried going into game six um, how how good, how effective Devin Booker was going to be because he had those big, huge games um in game five and in game four going for 40 plus points in back-to-back games so i just i didn't know how much he was gonna have left in it for game six so and sure enough he had 19 points five assists three rebounds just couldn't get it going throughout the whole night chris paul showed up 26 points i was happy for chris paul because at least he went out you know fighting this was one of his better games this series after game one um after game one he was getting a lot of criticism and you know rightfully so he he his game definitely teetered but at least he showed up in game game six um you can't say the suns lost game six because of chris paul he, he did his thing but Giannis was just unstoppable the bucks made timely timely um buckets and timely times you know but there's there's no other way to put it than Giannis just took over. Giannis was incredible. Giannis showed that he's the best player in the NBA today. And this whole series, this whole playoff run has just been like a coronation for Giannis. A lot of people are saying that he, uh, you know, he's the best player in the NBA. And people are calling it, you know, you're a prisoner in the moment. But I don't think you're a prisoner in the moment because he won a, he won a MVP three years ago um, or two years ago. He won MVP the year before that. Uh, he didn't win MVP this year, but now he's the finals MVP. It's been a long time coming. You could have seen the trajectory that Giannis was on from the age of like 22, 21. When he, when he started getting it, when he started bulking up, you could kind of see the trajectory that Giannis was going to take. And uh, people were saying, hey, he's like one jump shot away. He's one, he's a decent three-pointer away from being unstoppable. Well, this finals, this playoffs run, he's pretty much looked unstoppable. So props to Giannis. Uh, well, he's just a great guy. I love that man. Um, shout out to the Bucks. Shout out to Giannis. He stayed with Milwaukee. He he didn't leave. He didn't go to the, the Lakers. He didn't go to the Warriors. The Heat. He could have easily left the Bucks. Told them, you know what? This is my last year. I'm I'm gonna play out this year and go somewhere else. Or you know what? Trade me if you want to get something for me. I'm not gonna resign. He chose. 
he chose to stay he chose to you know dig deep he, he chose to be loyal and he gets rewarded by it it's just an amazing story by Giannis and uh I'm just very happy. It was one of the most entertaining finals. I don't know about you guys. Let me know if you guys enjoyed the finals. It was a breath of fresh air. You know, yeah, we didn't have LeBron. We didn't have Curry. You know, we didn't have the Lakers. We didn't have the Celtics. We didn't have the Warriors. We didn't have a lot of these big teams. But it, the Suns versus the Bucks, I think it was seven great games. Um, other than the blowout with the when the Bucks, uh, you know, I think it was game three that they kind of blew out the Suns. All the games were closed. All the games had highlight moments. All the games had you, you know, on Twitter afterwards, just tweeting away, just talking about how incredible the game was, how asinine we, uh, whatever we just witnessed was. It was just incredible series, man. I I, I love I love the NBA. I love the NBA Finals. I love the NBA playoffs. Um, it's sad that the season is over. We have to wait till when is it? Like September for the season to start again or November, October, whenever the NBA season starts, it's a shame that there's no more NBA. There's a, if you really want your uh, basketball fix, the Olympic basketball is about to start. So you can watch that. But man, another season in the books and it was a great one. Uh, yeah, I would have wished as a Laker fan, I would have wished that they would have won. But this was, this was entertaining. I I'm an NBA fan too. I'm a basketball fan as well and man this was some good finals what do you guys think was did you guys enjoy this season was it a good one um it was great to see the fans come back like you know halfway through the season it was great to hear you know the crowd reactions and it was just great to see Giannis you know take that reign I do believe he is the number one player in the NBA right now the things he could do defensively and the things he could he could do offensively is just no one else in the NBA could do that and yeah, he doesn't have a shot. He doesn't have a silky, um, smooth shot. You know, he can't do a little fade away or step back. But what he does are such at an elite level that it doesn't matter. He's he's the face of the franchise and he's the face of the NBA. And I couldn't think of a better guy to take the throne. He's kind of cheesy too. He, he's funny. He makes little jokes. Uh, but I love the man, and I'm happy for the city of Milwaukee that they have such a great guy representing them. And um, Overall, it was a great finals. I'm happy for the Bucks. Congratulations, Bucks. Uh, we'll see how they defend it next year. Um, people have the Nets as the favorites. Lakers, you know, they're going to be there. We'll see what happens with the Nuggets. But I think the Bucks, they can run it back. They could be dangerous. Drew Holiday, uh, second year with that team. Chris Middleton, I think he still has potential to get even better. He's 28, 29 years old, but I think he can still get better. Uh, Brooke Lopez is still going to be there. P.J. Tucker, he's a dog. Um, you know, I think the Bucks are still going to be a dangerous team. Um, are they their favorites for next year? You know, we got to see what happens in the offseason, but they're definitely going to be one of those top four teams next year too. And for the Suns, that's a that's a different story. I don't know if they caught lightning in a bottle this year. If uh, whatever happened this year, they're able to replicate. But all I know is Monty Williams, he's a great coach, he's a great leader, and he's a great person. And the way he's able to connect with his players, the way he talks to them with so much respect – the way he doesn't carry himself as a like know-it-all he doesn't think he's better than everyone he he just really knows how to communicate with his players I love that about Monty Williams so I would not be surprised if this is a start of something big for the Suns where they're just perennial contenders or they're at least a playoff team year in and year out so you know if you're a Phoenix fan I would be excited I know there's teams saying that you know what you got lucky the Lakers AD got hurt um the Nuggets there was no Jamal Murray uh 
Kawhi Leonard got hurt. That that is all true. That is all true. But you know when the when the Warriors won their first title, a bunch of injuries happened. When the when the Toronto Raptors won their title, you know a bunch of injuries happened. Thing you could only play who's in front of you, and they took care of business. They got to the finals. So I think there's a lot of young players with the Suns. I think they could potentially you know make another run next year. But the one big question that everyone's asking for the Suns after the NBA Finals is, is Chris Paul going to re-sign with the Suns? And if so, for how many years, how much money are they going to offer him? Because there's there's talk about the Suns, or I mean the Chris Paul wanting, wanting a four-year contract, max, like four years for $100 million or something like that. And I'm just like, damn, that's a lot of money for a 36-year-old who's going to be 40 when that contract ends up, who's who's known for being injured, who's known for, you know, running out of legs. Like, you know, as the further you get into the playoffs, even this year, he, he his shoulder got hurt against the Lakers. Luckily, it wasn't too serious. And then he his hand was hurt, too, in the finals. I think that's why people were saying that he wasn't playing his best. He was fighting through a hand injury. So... Like that's tough. That's tough. He has one year con. He's one year left on his contract that he could opt out to get more years, more guaranteed money, which I think he will if he stays with the Suns. There's no. I don't think he just plays out this one year. He's gonna opt out and he's gonna resign for three years minimum. If they give him that fourth year, then the Suns, you know, they're pretty wild. But uh, everyone's giving Chris Paul all the credit. You know, being the leader, he 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 taught them how to win. Sometimes it's a little bit of hyperbole. Sometimes, you know, we got to give Monty Williams some of that credit and just the players and the drafting that the Suns have been doing in the last few years. It was just a perfect storm. I don't think it all. It was just all Chris Paul coming in and just showing them the way. I think this team was already, you know, in an upward trajectory. So, But with that being said, Chris Paul was crucial to this team. And if they want any chance of making the finals next year, they do need to keep Chris Paul. But at what cost? Is he worth three, four years? How many more good elite years does he have? Two, three. I think he has around two really, really good years. That third year, he could still be like a top 10, top 12 point guard. That fourth year, you know, just by his, he's not the biggest guy. He's he's not like the strongest guy. He's known for getting hurt. That fourth year would really scare me if I'm the Suns. And, you know, I don't really want to tie so much money to an older player when my team is so young, when there's a lot of moves I can make, I could catch another free agent. I really believe in Monty Williams. If you're if you're the Suns, you know, upper management, if you're the GM and you really believe in Monty Williams, I think there is a possibility where Chris Paul is not with the Suns next year. Even though they build a great relationship in this one year that they were together, I think there's a high possibility that, he does not come back. And I wouldn't blame the Suns. I wouldn't blame Chris Paul. Chris Paul has to, you know, look out for what's his best interest at age 36 as a legend of the game, as an all-time great. He needs to go somewhere where he can cement his career, get that chip that will really take him over the top when we look back and talk about his career. And the Suns, they have a project. They can't just be thinking two, three years um, ahead. They got to think five, six, seven years ahead. They got to position themselves to be uh, one of those teams that are there year in and year out. So it's a tough decision. If you're a, if you're a Suns fan, if you're an NBA fan, I really want to hear your opinion. You know, tweet at me or if you're on YouTube, reply. 
But what do you guys think? It's a tough, tough decision. I think either way you go, you can't really blame the Suns. You can't really blame Chris Paul. But if he was to leave, um, people are putting him with the Lakers. I think as far as a Laker fan, as a as an NBA fan, I think that would work. That would work as a Laker fan. I could say that he brings some shooting. He brings some leadership. Uh, but he is kind of old. So making the team older, I don't know how I feel about that. And also... He would have to take a big, big pay cut to go play with LeBron, to go play with AD. And, I mean, Chris Paul, man, I know he wants the ring. But the ring he's going to, if he goes to the Lakers, the ring he's going to get with the Lakers is not going to mean too, too much. Because it would be, you know, he would be playing third fiddle. And he will be like a, like not as close. Not He's not a comparable third fiddle. He's clearly the third best player on that team. They're not almost all at the same level. It's not like Harden. And Kyrie and KD, where, you know, KD is the best one, Harden's second, Kyrie's third. But Kyrie, Kyrie's still, like, you know, he can still do his thing. He can still hold his weight. It's LeBron, AD, and then I think, like, another season from now, like, next year, it's there's the, the gap between AD and Chris Paul is going to be bigger. So how much is he really going to get his flowers? Are people going to give Chris Paul the credit he he desires, he needs, he wants for his legacy? Uh, maybe not that ring won't mean as much it might not matter to Chris Paul it might just be like hey I got a ring that's all I care I want to be able to feel the trophy I want to be able to hoist it up but to play with the Lakers he's gonna have to take around a big big pay cut I think the most they could offer him is like nine million dollars which is pennies compared to what the Suns or like his current contract is so you know it's tough because what other team could he go to and be a legit contender uh, the Bucks already have Drew Holiday, you know, the the Nets, they already have Kyrie, Harden. Uh, he might be able to go to the Sixers. The Sixers could use him. Uh, that's another one that you could potentially see um, making a run and Chris Paul getting his ring. He'll get more credit with the Sixers. He'll definitely be a more influential player with the Sixers than he would be with the Lakers. There's other teams out there, too, that could potentially use him. Maybe the Heat or... You know, the Clippers, they make a reunion with the Clippers. There's a lot of different ways that Chris Paul could go about it. If I was a betting man, I think my bet would be that the Suns just suck it up. They acknowledge that, um, you know, a lot of the success they had this year, uh, which was um, the furthest they've gone in like 12, 15 years, um, is credited to Chris Paul. And they just, you know, bite the bullet and give him a three, four-year extension. And he stays with the Suns next year. And if we have to predict these next three, four years, then I feel like Chris Paul just falls short with the Suns and he never gets his ring. And he walks away from the NBA as a decorated, as an all-time great, but he walks away, you know, as a label, competing with Charles Barkley as one of the greatest players to ever play without winning a ring. That's my prediction. I think the Suns and Chris Paul end up working out a deal where he resigns with them. He gets his money. He gets to stay with the Suns. He gets to stay with Monty Williams and Devin Booker but ultimately looking down the road looking at the crystal ball I think that just you know closes the door on Chris Paul ever winning a championship and I don't know what do you guys think is that too harsh uh, can the Suns actually you know run it back and get to the finals um I think they're a good team but man I'm looking at the Warriors with Clay Thompson coming back the Lakers are going to be good like the the Nuggets they have a, they still are very young 
They could keep growing. The Nets are going to be, you know, back next year. The Bucks are going to be back next year. Like, it's the NBA is it's tough to win. So I just don't see the Suns repeating, getting to the finals. So that's my, in my humble opinion, that's my prediction for Chris Paul. He resigns for three, four years with Phoenix, and he plays it out, and he never wins a championship, and that's that. But let me know what you guys think down below. Let me know if anything else is going to happen in you guys' opinion. The Tokyo Olympics officially start tomorrow. Some of the earlier tournaments have started. Soccer has started. Uh, I believe basketball has started, or women's soccer has started. But tomorrow, the Tokyo Olympics tennis starts. Djokovic is the heavy favorite to win it. Um, there's a, a lot of other good players going. Some of the big names like Nadal, like Federer, they're not there. But we're going to have Medvedev representing Russia, Tsitsipas representing Greece, Sevrev representing Germany. They're all going to be there as well as Djokovic, you know, the current number one player in the um, world rankings of tennis. So who do you guys think is going to win? I think it's going to be exciting, exciting to see them play. Yeah, there's going to be no fans but tennis is a pretty exciting game. It's always back and forth. There's always action. So I think it's going to be exciting regardless. And it's the best of three sets. So it's there's going to be more upsets. There's going to be, uh, you know, exciting, exciting scenarios play out um, in, easier than with the best of five, like in the Grand Slam tournaments. But do I see any of these guys, Medvedev, you know, Tsitsipas, Sevrev, um, Andy Murray is going to be there too. Can I realistically see any of them beating Djokovic? Honestly, I could see it a little bit just because it's a best of three. It's a best of three instead of a best of five. So you could just wake up one morning and, you know, your arm is firing. Your serves are sizzling. Your returns are amazing. Your volleys are exceptional. You could wake up one morning, one fateful day in Tokyo where you wake up and you're just feeling it and you win the first the first uh, set, and now you just need one more. And now all the pressure shifts to Djokovic, and there's no fans. And although fans never affect Djokovic, even if they're booing him, even if they're rooting for the other team, they always pump him up, whether it's good or bad. If they're cheering for him, if they're not cheering for him, they always <clears throat> raise his energy level and they pump him up. Um, he has he has that mentality where he, it doesn't matter if you're cheering for him or you're booing him. Just you being loud, just your presence is going to elevate his level. So with no fans, <clears throat> I think that hurts Djokovic. I think it helps some of these other guys that maybe aren't as mentally strong, that maybe uh, the fans cheering or getting too loud kind of psych them out. I think it gives these other players a bigger chance. It kind of reminds me, if you guys follow basketball, my te for my tennis fans out there, uh, in the bubble last year when the pandemic was going strong and everyone had to go to Florida to play in the NBA bubble. And we were seeing a bunch of no-name players just going for like 40, 50, 50 points. A lot of these players were playing their best basketball when they were in the bubble with no fans. And they were just saying, you know, it's different playing with no fans when you don't have the pressure, when no one's screaming at you. You can concentrate more on your game. So I'm not saying that Djokovic needs the fans. I'm just saying, you know, these players that aren't as mentally strong, that haven't been through all the battles, it might be to their benefit to, you know, just have a nice, quiet area, nice, quiet space where it's just you and your opponent and your coaches. And all you got to do is, you know, concentrate. 
you don't have you know thousands and thousands of people watching you guys play so i think this could help these players it's also a best of three so like i said you could just wake up one day your arms feeling really good you have a strong opening set and now you know djokovic has to win two in a row and all you need to do is go win one more and then it's done you move on you get rid of him and now the field is wide open but with all that being said no I don't think any of these guys are going to be Djokovic. He's in too hot of a form. He just won Wimbledon. He just won, you know, the French Open. He won the Australian Open earlier in the year. He's going for that Golden Grand Slam. And I think he's going to get it. We'll touch this topic again before the U.S. Open. We'll see how Federer is feeling, how Nadal is feeling. But you know, both of them are not here. And I think that's just, it's it's a... Uh, it opens the field for Djokovic anymore. It increases his chances of winning. And Andy Murray, you know, he's won it twice. He's not the same Andy Murray. He's coming back from injury. It's great to see him back out there on the tennis courts, but he's not the same player. He's coming back from injury. Hopefully he's able to, you know, get back to it, but uh, maybe he has a crazy run. I believe he plays Medvedev in the first opening game tomorrow, so that's going to be tough. He might be eliminated right off the bat. As far as Djokovic, I just don't see it happening. Um, he's just he's just in too too good form. He's he's exceptional. He's a killer, killer instinct. Fans or no fans, I know I said all this stuff. I was trying to hype you guys up. I was trying to maybe, uh, you know, say that he was gonna get upset. Say that one of these guys was gonna be able to have an exceptional Olympics. But nope, I don't think so. I think he gets gold for his country. He represents his country and he gets gold and there's nothing anybody could do he's just the best player in tennis right now he's in great form he's never won a gold medal in the olympics and i know that's something that he's he's really really wanted to have one i think uh he lost to the pocho the argentinian tennis player four years ago and he was super upset he was uh there's some interviews where he's just devastated he was just you know he felt like you know the bottom of his shoe he was you could tell in the interviews that he was just completely devastated i know how much this means to djokovic and i think he's not gonna have any lapses in concentration and i could potentially see him just winning 2-0 the whole way just sweeping the, the olympics he's in that good of form djokovic he's a monster uh the more i watch him play the more i become a fan i'm a i'm an adult fan I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it out of the big three i'm an adult fan i like i like that man but Djokovic, man, every time I see you play more and more, I keep becoming more and more of a fan of you. And I am rooting for you to win the Olympics. I want you to win gold. I've said it. There you go. I said it. I want him to win gold. I'm rooting for him. And he's going to do it, in my opinion. Hard to handle sports prediction. Djokovic is going to win gold medal in Tokyo. And I know I'm not saying much. Everyone's predicting this. So I'm just, you know, I want to be one of those people that says it too. So there it is. The NFL today announced that if any alterations in the schedule happen because of an outbreak of players that are not vaccinated, it may lead to forfeits by the team. And this was not this was not taken well by a lot of players, namely DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he deleted this tweet, but he basically said, never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. He then deleted this, but then he also tweeted something about one of his sisters or fiancés, brothers or friends, took the vaccine and then had heart problems. You know, 
I, I get why people have concerns, kind of, but I also get why the NFL needs to do this. Last year, the pandemic was, you know, ravaging our communities. The NFL somehow made it work. They were able to, you know, do a lot of stuff, move games around, completely overhaul the schedule. It was a miracle that we were able to get through the NFL season. And now that we have a vaccine, I think the NFL is protecting their dollars, protecting their revenue, protecting their income, and just saying, you know, we don't want to run through these hoops. We don't want to, you know, be suffering, be, you know, scratching our heads and just sweating it out the whole season, um, thinking like, damn, we're going to have to move this Thursday night game to Sunday night and the Sunday night game to Tuesday night. That was the whole, that was, last year, that was the whole thing. And I don't think they want to do that. And now we have a vaccine, um, which shows that if you take that vaccine, you're most likely not going to get the um, COVID-19. And if you are, it's going to be a way weaker form of it where you're not going to be, you know, hospitalized and you're going to be able to fight it off better. So I understand the NFL. If you don't understand, if you don't understand the vaccine and you don't, you know, you don't care for it or you don't believe in the science, you could at least understand the dollars sense of it. You could understand that the NFL doesn't want to miss games and they don't want to be shuffling the season around. They don't want to lose revenue. They don't want to have their fans, you know, put in danger, getting vax, getting COVID on their watch. Um, so I'm, I agree with the NFL. Like you got to get vaccinated. You got to, and if you can't, if you don't, then you can't play. And if you do play, there's, there's consequences. There's always consequences, and it's just crazy how many players, you know, they're, they're thinking about the long-term effect of the vaccine when, you know, a lot of those problems that they're thinking of aren't, aren't merited. There's a lot of misinformation going around. But, you know, I, I'm not one to, I'm not going to go come up here and act like I know it all. I, I myself have been vaccinated. You know, I hope everyone gets vaccinated. The, the science there's science, there's numbers that prove that being vaccinated is helping this pandemic slow down. Now there's another variant, so you got to be, you know, weary of that of that variant. But I completely understand where the NFL is coming. And for the NFL players that don't want to get vaccinated, there's consequences. And you got to, you know, you got to live up to those consequences. Uh, it's crazy. It would be crazy. It would be insane to see players retire or not play because... They don't want to get the vaccine. I'm like DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I know there's been other players. I think uh, Sam Sam Darnold was against it too. Uh, Beasley was against it. There's there's a lot of players that um, are against the vaccine. It just baffles me. It's crazy just to think about how big name players are, you know, have these concerns or aren't getting all the information that they need. But what do you guys think? Is, is the NFL, you know, violating rules? Are they are they putting too much pressure on these NFL players? I think they're doing the right thing because, you know, we've seen what this pandemic, what this virus could do. Um, it, it's deadly. So many people have lost their lives, unfortunately. And, you know, it, it could spread, especially this Delta variant. It's proven that it spreads faster than any of the other variants. So it's just... It, we could potentially be in for another lockdown, another, you know, time where we're just stuck at home where there's no sports. And I think the best thing we could do to prevent that is to get vaccinated. 
um, for everyone to get vaccinated, you know, build that herd immunity, you know, really finally get over this hump that we've been trying to get over for the last, what, like 18 months. It's been a while, you know, I, I hate it here. You know, I'm pretty sure everyone's over it. Everyone's tired of this pandemic, but the easiest way, the fastest way we could get over this is for everyone to get vaccinated. You know, don't just do it for yourself. Do it for your neighbor. Do it for your friends. Do it for your loved ones. And, uh, you know, I think some people just need, some of these players just need better guidance. And, you know, they need to read up a little better on these vaccines. And, uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this is merited? Is Deon, do you guys think DeAndre Hopkins is potentially going to uh, not get vaccinated? He's going to quit the NFL. That would be insane. Um, people are joking that uh, in the end, Bill O'Brien <laughs> knew knew what was going to happen, and he ended up winning that trade with the Cardinals. Um, even if DeAndre Hopkins retires, he's, he still did not win that trade. That was a terrible trade for the Houston, for the Houston Texans. But let me know what you guys think. This is unprecedented news, unprecedented times that we're in. Uh, I agree with the NFL. Like, uh, you should be vaccinated. You should, you know, there is repercussions for not being vaccinated, it's especially in the contact sport where you're always touching, you know, each other and this new variant is going around that's way more easier to, to um, you know, be contagious and transmit from people to people. But, you know, let me know down below. What do you guys think? Um, is DeAndre Hopkins correct or all these other players or should they just, you know, suck it up? But that should wrap it up for this episode of the hard to handle sports podcast thank you so much for listening thank you so much for tuning in uh keep keep out on the lookout for the next episode i'll probably talk about some of these uh, olympic tennis um more of these nfl news and nba offseason but have a good rest of your day 